Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Constructed Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have reviews. We're going to review Batman Curse of the White Knight, issue five, Star Wars, The Rise of Kylo Ren, issue one, and Doomsday Clock, issue 12. This is your spoiler alert for all of those comics. So if you haven't read those comics, uh, you might want to pause the podcast and come back after you've read those. Uh, this is Matt. Dr. Manhattan dies. <laughs> so this is Matt, and you just heard Noah there with that huge spoiler. But uh, Noah, why don't you lead us off with some of your initial thoughts? And like I said, we're going we're gonna to look at uh, White Knight first. Yeah, uh, hi there. Um, yeah, my initial thoughts are... Uh, 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 yeah, a lot of confusing thoughts. It's it's uh, it's going to be a discussion, and hopefully by the end of this, I'll actually have an opinion on all of them. I will say, I will say, Kylo Ren is looking to be a really promising series. That's the one thought I can say is that I'm like I really like where it's going, and I'm glad they picked Charles Soule to tell the story, and um, he's just a really good Star Wars writer and a good comic writer in general. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. But everything else. Hopefully I'll have an opinion formed after this discussion. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's think about white Knight here. This is yeah. sort of the, uh, the, the aftermath is the, uh, of, of Jim Gordon's death. Uh, here's where we start off this issue. Um, we have the, uh, we have the scene. The first page is the scene of uh, Jim uh, Gordon's uh, coffin being, uh, being carried uh, by, by police officers uh, with a news broadcaster um, giving us the details. Um, that's kind of cool. That's kind of dark night with the uh, the news the news uh, casters uh, sort of filling you in on the on the mood and, and and news stories. Yeah, and that's one thing I do like about Sean Murphy, and that's sort of why I would say he's not an amateur writer because he doesn't just pick one form of exposition. You know. Yeah which would be very easy for the whole story to be like, you know, everything being explained through newscasts and everything like that. And, you know, Frank Miller did that creative creatively. And then I've seen other people try to do it, but then they just always end up using it as an exposition mm-hmm. vehicle. But I'm very happy that Sean Murphy doesn't just bog down us with exposition from the TV. He bogs us down with everybody else explaining things too. So thank you, Sean Murphy. Don't forget there was that late model seventies uh, SUV with military, yeah. uh, military upgrades or yeah yeah that that guy but sadly i mean i don't think we're gonna see that car again he's like Um, my favorite character so uh i mean this is obviously uh, a great page uh the 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 city composition the the way the buildings sort of fold in on that sort of i guess is that almost like a fish-eyed lens sort of view i was gonna say the same thing yeah yeah i love that and uh it is also it's very reminiscent of you mentioned Dark Knight Returns, of course, by Frank Miller, but this seems very reminiscent of uh, the Dark Knight movie, yeah. where they have the parade through the the downtown area, the the funeral parade, and um, yeah, this is beautiful, and it's uh, especially I love that bottom panel, even though it's it's the smaller one. I do like that wide shot with all the people in there, and then the sun setting in the background. It's yeah, it's a beautiful page. Yeah, I don't know about how low that helicopter is in the in the cityscape, but uh, yeah, it's very low, and that would be very loud during a yes. funeral service. So, all right, but we 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 see more of the the folks of the city getting the news. Uh, yeah, computer screens, televisions, libraries, yeah, um, yeah. Then I like this. Uh, I like how um, 
the the you know again a very central composition on this page like we talked about last time but i do like this this nice image of the the you know of barbara placing the rose on the in the coffin yeah very simple it reminds me a lot of sort of what we talked about on like the house and powers books mm -hmm. just sort of those nice moments with hands and um then yeah of course barbara's in her wheelchair because uh batman was a coward and didn't kill azrael in the last issue and then it ended up paralyzing barbara from the waist down yeah and so what's and no, this a great design element here is is the the smaller panel with with uh, I'm assuming that's Dick Grayson and, and yeah. Barbara breaking the panel and like looking like they're rolling out of the panel and rolling off the page. So that's you know that's the that's the page turn. That's the the leading the eye that we talk about a lot. And it's also yeah, like you like we've talked about a lot again. House and Powers, you know, the most important panel of the page has to break the borders or something like that or break the pattern. Yeah, and be designed all around that. Yeah. yeah, we kind of hold on those two for for a moment longer. Yeah, and then uh, we have this page, and you know what this page made me think of, and going back to it, is how much I'd love to see Sean Murphy do an Aquaman book after this, because he knows how to draw water really well. Yeah, he did the Wake series with, yeah. the, with a lot of with a lot of water, but yeah, that this is this is uh, this is a pretty great page. Yeah, and again, a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of pages like that in this in the series with like you know the darkness and then just the air bubbles, you know, leading your eye around. Yeah, there's been a lot of these sort of like uh, the bottom two thirds is, is a a major image. Like uh, when we the one where uh, Gordon was killed, it had sort of him in the the yeah. alleyway, and then the one where Batman came into the operating room, it was that dark two-thirds of the page, bottom of the page so there is a little bit of a uh you know uh, a motif of that uh you know the darkness and that uh that bottom two-thirds yeah. of the page is being a, a being in the big image yeah the ascent or the, the descent into darkness seems to be a like a visual motif in this story which i really like because there's even been that when they go down into the catacombs underneath arkham asylum and then of course rising from the darkness has sort of been a motif as well uh, because like even after after the they, there was a panel like this after uh, the Batcave was bombed and there's mm -hmm. Batman swimming up um, so yeah there's a lot of visual metaphors I guess you know that play along with Batman so I have a question here okay. why why is Bruce just out and about as Bruce and not as as Batman here. I mean, he doesn't yeah. really know what he's going to encounter when he gets down there. You know, you'd think he would want some of his uh, his bat tech with him. Yeah, because I mean, the first panel makes it look like it's nighttime, so it makes sense if it was Batman. But then the second and the third panel make it seem like it's like dusk, or you know, or, yeah, you know, daytime. So either it's just Sean Murphy lost control of his uh, his brush and made everything black in the first panel, which can happen, or it's daytime, I'm guessing. That's got to be what it is. Um, or it's just a weird day, night, day, night time thing. Or it's just nighttime over Gotham City, like it seems to always be. And it's daytime everywhere else. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I'm not one to question Batman or Bruce, but, you know, no, if, no. If, I was, if I was going into the, the murky depths uh, under Gotham and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to encounter, I, I might be in my... And my Batman suit that's tricked out for uh, Aqua Adventures. 
also they've made it you know they've made uh it clear in this series that bruce wayne and gordon are friends Mm -hmm. and it's sort of suspicious that he wouldn't be at the funeral you know as bruce wayne and uh yeah so like it's just sort of weird that yeah he would uh ditch the funeral like a coward again so you know like Batman is not very brave in this series. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, all right, move on. I do like this page. Again, very good underwater stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will lead to a complaint I'll have with this series later. But, well, no, I'll complain about it now. Okay, I'm, I'm waiting. Okay, so early in the series issue one and two specifically, they were doing something interesting with the storytelling where we thought this was how it was going to be each issue, which was they would have this sort of nice intro with uh, like the, uh, like the original Wayne, like the founder of Wayne Manor Mm -hmm. in Gotham city and the guy who is the ancestor of uh, Azrael. And then that just like, he just threw that out by issue three, you know, and uh, then my issue four wasn't even there. And now like we're into issue five and it's completely gone. So like two issues, there was something really interesting going on. And then they were showing like little things here and there, like, you know, as far as like a journal and some other stuff about Arkham, which was stuff we had already learned about, you know, finding Arkham at the bottom of Arkham Asylum was something we had learned about in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Then Batman was just finding out about it. So this issue like basically we haven't really seen him like, you know, over time, just like, you know, solve this mystery. And just in this issue, all of a sudden it's like, bam, 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 bam. All the mysteries of the past are being unveiled. We get the full motive and everything like that, you know? So it just seems like to be one of those mysteries that's, you know, solved before it ever really got the chance to develop, you know, Mm -hmm. I know it's five issues in, but like, this is the only issue he's really like, you know, made any you know headway in the mystery and it was like a bunch of discoveries all of a sudden um towards the middle where he just explains everything that happened rather than like you know they introduced these two characters where we thought we were gonna like you know get to see their relationship you know develop over time and maybe we still will in the last couple issues but we haven't like you know in three issues and i was like i was reminded i was like oh yeah those are cool characters that were completely forgotten about or not and are now reduced to an exposition plot point, you know, even though they were taking time in those first issues to really develop them as characters. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's an issue I have. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a valid point. Yeah. So that was my complaint for this time, but I don't, I don't have very many slides for this issue cause we can just go through it, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm flipping through the issue and you don't have a slide for this, but Batman has like a three and three and a half inch, like uh like floppy disk. Yes. I, I, I hope they were able to find the, find the computer to, to put that, uh, put that uh, disc in and in, yeah. in Gotham central. Yeah. Well also why is he using a floppy disk? Is it just because it's more fun to draw Sean? I, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. that, I mean, that, that is, uh, very possible it is it does it is visually more striking than him holding up a very tiny like thumb drive or saying hey i put those files in the cloud let's download them now yeah exactly 
I guess, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just such an analog man. He likes to have things like floppies, which aren't analog, I know, but it's pretty analog for the technology. All right, so um, the next slide you have is uh, is about the, the middle of the issue. Um, yes, which is a pretty cool, this was my favorite part of the issue. And, and before that, we had, uh, uh, you know, Harley, Harley and her babies going to see Joker. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, again, where uh, you know, we we had no problem taking the the to the pregnant woman to the uh, to the uh, you know the insane asylum with all the crazy uh, villains. So now you know it's no no big deal to take the babies there. I guess. I guess, and it's yeah, but the, she does get Jack Napier to come back out. That's true, and that's uh, that's an interesting scene. I do like that. Um, but it's also like I, I think I don't know. I wanted to ask you about it. Is it kind of a misunderstanding of Joker for him to be a to have duality to his nature? You know, because so much of the Joker is being the other half of Batman. You know, like and uh, being like you know Batman's dark reflection. And then, but like he has his own dark reflection. I just feel it's like kind of redundant to the character. And it's also kind of redundant to like characters like Two-Face who have very similar arcs, you know, where you have the light side battling with the dark side. So I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm becoming less and less of a fan of this Joker as I think about it, but I wanted to see what you thought. Um, I think a, a little bit of this is the, the carryover from the first series because right. the first series we started off flipping everything on its head where, you know, the people of Gotham were looking at Joker or Jack Napier as, as the hero uh, and the good guy. And they were looking at, at Batman as sort of the unhinged, crazy, crazy person. So I think it's just a little bit of carryover from, from that first series. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out what he has to do, what Jack Napier has to do with this story. Um, again, other than just to deliver more exposition about things. And, uh, yeah. So, but that leads us into Azrael, which Joker, it's all a part of Joker's plan is bringing him into the mix mm -hmm. to expose the uh, the corruption long past of uh, of, of Bruce Wayne's ancestor. And uh, I do like this whole sequence with him. Like, I, I have to admit, my favorite part of this series has been Azrael mm -hmm. and his whole arc. Well, not he really hasn't had much of an arc. <laughs> Anyways, he's just come on and kill people. That's about it. Um, and, uh, but he's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's sort of... Uh... Um, I'm trying to think it's sort of like, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's ill, so he has nothing to lose. Right. Um, and I mean, that's a little bit of character development, but he's just sort of, um, you know, I mean, we still have a little bit of time. Maybe there's a, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of redemption at the end before he, uh, he passes away, but, yeah. uh, that would, that would give him a little bit of an arc, but you know, right now through five, he's, he's, he's sort of, uh, a, you know a man on a mission sort of sort of your punisher yeah he is your punisher and he's kind of like how you should draw a punisher or write punisher where you know he's just a force of nature you know and uh just a killing machine up until this point or a paralyzing machine 
Yeah. So or 1970s armored vehicle driving <laughs> machine. So uh, he has a, he has a back and forth here, and then uh, then another villain shows up. Yeah, that uh, that scene was awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, it you know it is a, it is a Batman book, and for as much as we've had talking heads for a while, we do need somebody to to hit each other, and that's that's what we get here. Yeah, I love this fight with Bane. It's a good flip on the Nightfall, which I'm mm-hmm. thinking they're definitely trying to do homage here. Um, even with Bane holding up Azrael to do the final killing move, mm-hmm. you know, where he breaks his spine over his knee and then uh, one of Azrael's uh, soldiers comes up and cuts Bane's, uh, his, uh, his like venom tube. Yeah. And then uh, Azrael just decapitates Bane, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's the, these are the things you get to do with this Elseworld stories. You get oh, to yeah. you get to the, you know the stakes are a little bit higher. You know, Jim Gordon, um, Jim Gordon can die, uh, Bane can die. Um, you wouldn't be able to do that in the in the main series. No, you definitely wouldn't. And uh, you also get to see how much. Uh, well, earlier they established how uh, Azrael saved every one of his men, but he's like an eye for an eye kind of person. Mm-hmm. And he, like, you know, he, he's not afraid to, like, kill people in very torturous ways. So he threatens the, the lady who's in charge of the sort of uh, gatekeepers um, by setting her on fire with his sword. And that's a pretty brutal sequence. Yeah, uh, he, he lays the sword on top of her. Yeah. And, she, and for some strange reason, she's just sort of laying there... Um, sort of like in like as you would lay in a coffin like not uh not doing anything to sort of struggle her way out of there but uh hey uh she's she's trapped under that sword with the with the threat of it uh catching fire yeah exactly and it's uh yeah but also we have a, another really brilliant moment for the greatest detective in the world on the following page <laughs> this frustrated me so batman of course Let's the pre- the woman with the two babies go into Arkham Asylum to talk to the Joker, and he's waiting outside for her, and uh, they drive off um, in the car, and he doesn't notice that the guard has been clearly murdered. Like the guard, like at the at the gate that they drive past, has been murdered. You know, like it's not even like you know hidden anywhere. He's like in the window, keeled over with blood coming out of her mouth. Like, yeah, the greatest detective has completely missed something that's right in front of his face. Okay. And also in previous issues, Batman has taken Harley Quinn to... Everything dangerous, yes. But he took her to Arkham, and now Bruce Wayne is taking Harley to to Arkham. Like, yeah, he's doing a great job hiding... The only, the only, the, there's, only, there's only two people who have taken... <laughs> Harley to Arkham. It's it's been that that Batman and that other guy Bruce Wayne. It's it's two these these two people are the only ones that keep bringing this crazy lady with who is either pregnant or with twins to this to this highly uh, dangerous place. And I bet that parking uh, parking guard who was brutally murdered. Her last thought or his last thought was, "Oh, usually Batman takes Harley to the the asylum for the criminally insane. This is Bruce Wayne. I've never seen that before." Like, oh, wait a minute. That must mean that she dies. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So after the after they leave Arkham and the, the dead attendant, um, we, we, go, we go back inside Arkham, right? Right. Yeah. And, and this is a cool sequence. I do yes. like this. Yeah. 
and uh, he kills all the rogues from the Batman the Animated Series, which uh, is basically all that, like, he seems to know the villains of, or at least that's what he knows them from, um, which is cool. I do like that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's uh it's it's action packed and then uh yeah. we we end on a uh we end on a splash page very cool um, splash page where we see that that armor again that's currently uh up on that uh, up on the side that we have um, Yeah, the nightfall armor. Yeah. So that's that's where we end uh Yeah. That's, and that's, um, everyone's dumb enough in this universe for them to actually believe that Batman came in with a fiery sword and killed everyone. So, well, yeah. hey, this is going to give Bruce Wayne some cover that uh, as he just drove away, um, because there's no way Bruce Wayne could be Batman if nope. Batman was inside committing all of these terrible acts with his flaming oh, sword. Yeah. Well, this might be, yeah, this might be Bruce's, you know, get out of jail card for being Batman. Yeah. So. Um, it does look like in the next issue we'll get some more about the past, but it looks like it's it's still going to be relegated to a lot of explaining. Yeah, I mean these, I I, I mean, man, these these inks are amazing to they to are. look at, but uh, yeah, it certainly looks like we are going to have our 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 fill of uh, talking heads. Uh, this motorcycle that that Batman rides. Um, that thing has got to be, if you take a turn too quick, that thing has got to want to go down because that front end has got to be really heavy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, like it. it. I mean, I still like it just because it's impossible, and that's sort of, that's the epitome of like a Batman vehicle design is something impossible. Yeah, I mean, it lo- it looks super cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, but just, it has no practicality to it whatsoever. Yeah, uh, you, you take a turn too fast or you lean a little bit too much, you're, you're going yeah. down. It's very 80s. Like, I could see this being in, like, the Tim Burton Batman or, like, in a RoboCop, you know? Yeah, what would be yeah. awesome is if, like, uh, that little section like if he was taking fire if it kind of like slid back and like oh, provided yeah. him with with a with a bit of uh bit of protection but uh i don't know if yeah. that moves but that would be really cool yeah that'd be cool to see yeah, and again it would be very much so hearkening back to like 80s batman vehicle yeah all like, right so all right. we got uh let's uh let's move on that uh up next will be six for that series and we'll have about uh We'll have two more issues to go, but uh, okay, it is going to be an eight-parter. Uh, I think it's I think it's an eight. It's maybe nine, but uh, it's okay. uh, we're 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 getting into that. Hopefully, that uh, that third act. So, and I, I really am enjoying this series, and I like because I'm I'm still buying it. I barely buy any single issues, and this one is one that I'm keeping up with, and I, I really love it, it, despite it just being weird. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I I. I I bought every single issue from, from the last issue. Um, and uh, I'm buying every one of, of these just, uh, Same here. Yeah. I, I love to look at it. Um, before we, before we move on, um, I wonder if an editor would be, uh, beneficial here. I, I don't know if I see wonder- anybody listed as an editor. Yeah. I'm wondering who is editing him. Cause it doesn't say up on the, front is he editing himself i mean that's not good so i mean that could 
I mean, I mean, it's no, my, not my place to say, but maybe just somebody to say, hey, you know, logically taking Harley to Arkham every issue to confront uh, confront the Joker is when she's pregnant or taking her down to the to the basement while she's pregnant or while she has two newborns might not be the most logical move. Yeah, especially for Batman, who's supposed to be a genius. Yep. All right, so I think we've I think we've covered that one pretty well. Bam, let's, uh, bam, bam. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we're good. Let's yeah. uh, let's 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 touch on Kylo Ren. Um, this is the uh, the first issue of this series. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed this. Um, Me too. I thought it, one thing as we uh, we'll get into it, but I thought one thing it did was it uh, as a lot of these Star Wars books do, it takes an element of something that we know and it expands upon it so um, yeah but why don't you uh, why don't you talk a little bit about this no i really loved it and i liked that it uh fleshed out things from last jedi you know um not in a way where it was trying to retcon things but it was trying to build upon it which mm-hmm. i really like that because last jedi as flawed as it is it's it's one of my favorites and it has so much to say about like metatextually about Star Wars, but also like it has some really cool myth- mythical stuff in it as well that adds to the the overall universe. Yeah, we we go the first page is uh, we go back um, and we we so we tell a story from you know long ago, not in sort of like our main sort of Star Wars timeline. Yeah, we get some. We get some cool stuff with uh, the Knights of Ren. We get we get the intro of this this main character. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It was all scarred up and um, talking to two killers and wanting them to join the Knights of Ren. And we get this cool half half page panel, like yes. this uh, very cool. The Wrens killing all these dudes around them. Um, I really liked what I liked about this issue was is how fleshed out like the locations are you really got a sense of the geography where mm-hmm. each sequence takes place even later when we get to the jedi temple and this page i think is a, is a good example of that we always know where everything is yeah and we talk a lot about a little bit about like uh coloring choices and like you know this one we, oh yeah we clearly know that you know one we see the the snow environment but the colors make us feel that that cool snowy ice planet uh, environment. I was hoping you'd bring up the colors because the colors in this are amazing in this whole issue. And yeah, it's, it's, it feels like a, uh, like you're looking at an, like the colors remind me of like, you're looking at an Assad Ribich cover, Mm -hmm. you know, like you get that, you know, you get that, uh, the, the atmosphere and you get the texture from the colors where it just feels there's like a haze to it. And I really like that. It makes the world feel more atmospheric. And uh, yeah, I just really like that. Yep. So um, these, these two, cool these, yeah, these two are provided with, with uh, sort of a, a choice to be made. Um, right. So um, I don't know if you have a slide or if we're going to just sort of leave that up for, for the folks to, to read that. I do but. have a, I do have a slide of it. Um, okay. After the, the main night, he explains what a night of Ren is and it's all about basically like just feeling rage mm-hmm. and, you know, being one with it. And um, yeah, dedicating. Yeah. So here's the, yeah, he gives them a choice. 
Yeah. So one of the brothers, the brother, uh, the brothers are both of them are killers, but one of them is a force user. And uh, he says that you need to kill your brother in order to survive. And instead of, you know, the force using brother killing his other brother, the non force using brother kills the force using brother. Yeah. And, so uh, that didn't go as planned for, no, for the Knights of Ren. No. And you get this cool on that, at the bottom of that page where, which is a very cool sequence and how it's, how it's plotted out compositionally is really great. Um, you get these straight on panels, you know, up until the point where, you know, the first blaster fire goes off and then mm-hmm. everything tilts. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And then I like the bottom page being a, a completely, you know, uh, horizontal panel, you know, like, uh, you know, as the, the main knight of Ren is, is about to strike the other brother down for, you know, killing the force using brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you get this cool, again, another really cool page where you just see the, all the, the death that the knights of Ren um, are capable of around them. And you get this really emo phrase uh, <laughs> that clues them out and it's just, it fits with Kylo Ren because Kylo Ren is the emo mascot of the Star Wars universe. Very true. So, yeah, uh, but what I liked about this, and I didn't realize it until I read it, like we got, was putting these slides together was, this is a really cool bit of dialogue where he says, let's go find something to burn. But in the issue, next page is the credits. And this ties into what we talked about with White Knight, you know, is that mm-hmm. sometimes it would be so much better if the credit pages weren't there, you know, or was like unbroken in that like, you know, spread. Because if the credit pages weren't here in this Kylo Ren book, we would immediately go to the Jedi Temple on fire. Yes. Which is a very cool transition. And it still is a cool transition, even with the credit page. But like, once you get past it, you're, you're, it kind of breaks your pace. And I do like that. So. Yeah, I wonder if maybe putting that title page in after they the 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 main knight of Ren sort of, you know, we have the image of him like getting ready to to slash the the non force using brother. Like if they would have yeah. put it there, we would have had a sort of like a like you know a moment of action, you know, drama title page um then we would have had a little bit of uh you know gone into them talk i mean the the page turn wouldn't have worked exactly but uh you know maybe moving it up a little bit might have might have worked yeah and i really like that actually that would have been really cool because then coming out of that and seeing like you know you'd have a feel for time passing mm-hmm. you know but with all the knights of ren standing around like the myriads of dead bodies around them that would have been cool yeah but I do like this page of uh, Kylo Ren standing in the, like, you know, the debris of the Jedi temple. Yeah. This is a very centered page too. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the circular dome structure burning uh, Kylo Ren with his back towards us centered up and then like him now facing us closer to us face on um, very much centered in that, uh, that, that image there. Yeah, I really like that. And I like the the clouds sort of um, creating this nice archway, uh, like arch around the image. And it, they, it, with that, and then at the bottom with the debris, it creates this nice, like almost uh, circle composition around Kylo. Yeah. And uh, and the temple. It's uh, it's very cool. And um, yeah, the the... 
expression on the bottom is a little wonky and I'm kind of half and half about how the artist draws Kylo's face because this is a little weird but in other parts of the issue he draws it really well yeah um looking at this um and this is something that you did in our story um where for are you the 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 romeo and juliet in space this this top image is is one panel but it's almost like you could look at it as two panels like that you you uh it's the temple on fire and without any panel borders you almost you almost see this middle thing they're not the middle thing but the, the 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 middle of the page you almost see that as a as a as a, a secondary panel there so that's yeah I love that's that. one way to like move the story without actually using you know panel borders yeah that's great and you get more bang for your buck when you do like the panel within a panel thing you know i just it's uh it's always a good way of using your composition and there are good ways of doing like you know the panel within panel because earlier we had some cool stuff uh, with the Knights of Ren, uh, mainly this panel right here. Yeah. Where you wanted, you know, they wanted you to focus on the lightsaber and the lightsaber breaking this this small panel, you know, just so you can draw attention to it, but it's also breaking the panel just so you're telling the reader this is important in this moment, you know. Um, so it's, it's cool to see something like that and then something like this within a couple pages of each other. That's just a good comic right there. Yeah, you know, not using just one way of st- of telling, uh, you know, it's cool. Um, then we get this cool shot of uh, one of the cool Starcrafts, which looks like an X-wing, B-wing hybrid. Yeah, very cool. And then we get the introduction to our other characters, um, which I like. The I like each of these characters and their different personalities. That was mm-hmm. something that I was really impressed by is how distinguished all each character is mm-hmm. in their relationship with Kylo. I, I loved that. And uh, I love that I could remember uh, that I'll, I'll go into the next issue remembering what the other's relationship is to Kylo. Yeah. And I like also when you have repeated panels, but it's not the same, you know, image. As and well it's, as it's good. It's good that uh, after after Charlie met his demise and uh, <laughs> after House of X, he uh, he made his way to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's maybe why I picked these two panels back to back is because of all the repeated panels in House and Powers, and uh, that's what this reminded me of was that like, you know, a Charlie holding his hand up to his head and then like opening his eyes like what? So yeah, this was very House of Powers of X reminiscent right here. Um, I like this panel. Like I said, the artist goes back and forth with drawing Kylo either just sort of really awkwardly or really great. I love this. Um, a lot of conflict in his eyes, which is very intrinsic to the character. And that made me realize, okay, Charles Soule knows, knows how to write Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the like right there, he's a little too, he's a little too broad. Um, yeah. But, uh, and he should be a little bit, you know with he should be a little bit younger here than right than than that we're used to so you would think he would actually be even a little bit more slight than than what we see uh you know the kylo ren depicted in the movies yeah and he does the artist does do a good job though of creating a silhouette for him and a posture mm-hmm. that he continues throughout the issue which is pretty great to see and he does that with all the other characters as well which just adds to them being distinguished and having their own you know vocal you know their own like you know sorry i guess body language and voice 
there, which is important. Um, this is a good image right here of sort of how, you know, Kylo can be conflicted, but also when he like, you know, he can be very matter of fact and dead inside, mm -hmm. you know, when he's talking about Luke Skywalker being dead after he attacked him. Um, and there's this moment, which is really cool, uh, where he basically is like, yeah, I killed Luke and I'm stronger than everybody. So step up. And then the, this, this character, he's more sympathetic and compassionate towards Kylo, which I really liked. Um, yeah. He's a little more reluctant to just cut him down. Also in this panel, we see some fingerprints. Oh, wow. Oh, there we go. I didn't even realize that when I was screenshotting it. And uh, this panel was really great. Uh, I liked, uh, I don't know if this is how it works in the issue. You'll have to tell me. But this is the last panel of one page. And this is the first panel of the next. Correct. And I thought that was a cool page turn. Is it a page turn? Or no, is it they are left facing and right facing without a page turn. Which is still cool, though, to cut on an emotional beat, you yeah. know? To go from close up, like of someone putting their hand on his shoulder, to him pushing him away in a wide. I really like that. And again, it shows... In contrast, Kylo's um, gestures with everyone else's. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And it tells you something about each of their characters. And then I also like this too, because it ties into sort of what we were talking about last episode, where we have the, the lead up to a, a draw almost, you know? Mm -hmm. You have these four panels and then, you know, they draw their things. But what I like also about this sequence is, is that um, Kylo Ren's been talking a big game up until this point, but he's not really showing anything. Yeah. And so always, you know, there's always the tell, you know, show don't tell. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if you tell, like, this is something that sort of frustrates me about like star Wars prequels is that, uh, you know, Anakin's always talking about how powerful he is, but he never shows it. Right. Yeah. And um, so we never believe it because all he does is whine. So we never believe that he could be Darth Vader. And uh, what I like about Kylo Ren in the new movies and then also in this comic is that, you know, in the movies, at least they established him as a powerful character right away. You know, they showed us how powerful he was um, from the start. And if he was going to be angry, he always backed that up by a show of, of real power, like Darth Vader would. Um, here, it's interesting. He talks about how powerful he is and they draw their lightsabers and you think you're going to get a lightsaber duel, but instead you get this showdown where you think he's going to draw and what he does is he uses his uh, his um, his force powers first, mm -hmm. just to show how powerful he is. Like you know, it's one thing to defeat them with the lightsaber; it's another thing to show them how powerful he is with the force, which is cool. I thought because like yeah, he just like you know wastes them without ever drawing his lightsaber. So yeah. I thought that was a cool moment, cool sequence. Definitely, it's sort of like the you're not. Uh you're not worth my time to engage you in a battle when I can just sort of dispatch you with a, uh, with a flick of my hand yeah. via, via the force. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool moment. Um, and he wounds the one guy, which sends them packing. Um, I liked uh, these two panels right here where he's sort of scared about his power, but then like he snaps down and he's like, I warned you. I really liked that moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how much and that's just them trying to depict that he's uh he's a sky well, he, yeah, he's he's a skywalker. He's right. so he's got he's got a little bit of Leia, but he's also got 
Anakin in them. So it's a little right. bit of, you know, the, the, the two sides of that Skywalker coin that, that he has. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. This, the, these two panels next to each other showing that. And um, yeah, then he walks away from the Jedi and oh, come on, look at me here. He gets in his ship to, uh, to fly away. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So he, uh, yeah, the the droid prepares the prepares the ship for him, and uh, they uh, they they take off. Oh, I guess uh, I I must not have included the rest of the slides. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's yeah. uh, we you know it's more it uh, people people need to go out and uh, take a look at this for themselves. But uh, yeah. But the, afterwards, there's a really cool space battle. Yeah, and I do like the fact that when they're when they're about to get into the space battle, um, they, they, you know, the 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 outer space dogfight. One of them brings up that uh, his his uncle, yeah, his uncle blew up the Death Star, and his his dad is one of the best pilots in the in the in the universe. And they're 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 about to engage him in space aerial maneuvers. So that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, and I really like that. And I also liked um, you get a brief flash of Leia when the droid asks if Kylo wants to go home uh, again, just to show his conflict. And I really like, I, you know, it's a cool moment of like building sympathy with the character as well. Mm -hmm. um, but also I like the next page where, you know, uh, at that point, then you start hearing Snoke's, he starts hearing Snoke's voice in his head. Yes. And then it goes into Luke attacking him, which is a very cool two panel page yeah. with, uh, you know, Luke attacking Kylo and then Kylo exploding. The building around him and then you get a bit of an explanation as to what happened to the the dead jedi temple and it got mm -hmm. struck by lightning yeah yeah which uh i think is assumed that kylo did that with his own power like he he caused the lightning to come down and um that's also a nod to last jedi because uh in that uh yoda is able to manipulate the weather to strike down the um the tree at the end yes um so i thought that was cool and then uh so we see yeah that that kylo basically started the fire with his power um and the jedi are talking with each other as to what they should do and they decide they should go after kylo yes and then kylo goes to uh snoke's home world mm -hmm. which is a very uh kirby-esque planet yeah, that's that's uh, that is that uh, that's true. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a giant garden planet surrounded by a force field, and it's also it reminded me a lot of House and Powers, like something we would have seen on that. Oh yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we get to see Snoke, um, pre you know, evil, like you know, just completely evil. And uh, he's like a gardener, but you also see his uh, throne in the background of the first panel that you see him in. Um, it's a very cool central uh, symmetrical page, you know, very like reflecting on on both sides. I really like that part. Yeah. And, and so they, um, they, they, yeah. they, they, they talk for a bit. Um, so there was a, uh, there, there's, there's a line here from, from Kylo Ren um to to snoke where he says snoke look what master luke 
did to you like yeah so that you, there you're you're like oh there's some backstory that that i need to get that we we haven't got so that might yeah, be explored here yeah i was really excited to see that and uh, i like that we again um like the last issue and then the issue that we're about to talk about next ends on a really cool splash page um with the knights of ren standing around this cool tank yeah so that this was uh this was was cool um that you know again this took something that we saw in in the movies that uh the, the, that confrontation between um Luke and Luke and Kylo Ren Ben Solo um and then we it looks like we're getting a lot we're getting some backstory from um you know the the distant past of the Knights of Ren so it's taking something familiar that we we know a little bit about and expanding on which is a, what they do a lot with the with these Star Wars books because uh I guess it's kind of the way you got to do it yeah and I, and I really like that and um again I'm I like Charles Soule's uh Darth Vader series he's really good on that and um what I read of his Poe Dameron series that's really good as well so it was a good I think it was a natural and a good choice for him to go for that but all right, you ready for Doomsday Clock? Yep, this is gonna this is gonna take some take some time to 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 unpack. So let's let's yeah. dive in let's dive into it. This is the yeah. the last issue issue twelve. Uh, they, these came out uh, far apart, which made Very it uh, sometimes difficult to to remember. Um, but uh, in eleven, we sort of ended with uh, a standoff between uh manhattan and superman and we were expecting a fight um we didn't quite get a fight but uh uh let's 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 talk about this yeah and um this this cover is uh is pretty cool i do like this variant and um it's important because i wasn't able to find any good images of the sequence on google but the this this uh left side where manhattan's standing in black will be very important i really like that mm -hmm. contrasted with superman all in red right here um i like how that those will you know this those play with our expectations right there yeah um yeah so but i do like this cover of course this is the, the best cover i think because it's you know it's the watchman-esque cover where you have the blood stain up in the top left corner but instead of a smiley face it's superman's s Yep. and um yep and that goes into the first panel the first nine panel grid page uh where you see manhattan flashing back to his uh his original life with Janie before he became dr manhattan and we yeah get him playing with time right there yeah i mean these are these are familiar watchman tropes that that we all know um i guess maybe a little bit of expansion on here is the uh is the trip to uh to the amusement park i don't know if we've ever that's that's always in the book because that's okay. where he gets the photo from very true uh very yeah. true I, I i i defer to my to my watchman expert here so thank you yeah no so. um i one thing i liked was i like these two match panels up top here the the second and third one yeah but i also like how they use the the green overlay of the screen to distinguish between times Mm -hmm. and just sort of transition in between that like it's sort of more hazy like a memory would be and then then of course it becomes more fleshed out and the inks become more black but I yeah like these angles right here yeah and it's like you know we they didn't have to do like a uh 
uh, a caption like, you know, then or you know yeah. the, so like we know that something has shifted um but uh they they, they do it with just uh the the tone the the color there yeah i really like that part of it and um of course it'll be important this has been very important is the photo and i actually that's one thing i've liked in previous issues and i like in this issue that manhattan's humanity is sort of uh I guess, uh, materialized in the photos being left behind, like teardrops or like, you know, footprints yeah. everywhere he goes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we get um, what we think is going to be the, you know, a fight standoff first. And uh, we do get a fight, but just not between Dr. Manhattan and and Superman. We get a fight between Superman and the Russian metahumans. Yeah, um, that's uh, it's 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 a swerve. It's a little bit disappointing, you know, uh, for how many months we've been we've been sort of as comic fans, Watchmen fans, DC fans, uh, waiting for this fight, and, and we and we don't get it. Yeah, I I, I kind of like I get um, it wasn't too much of a surprise that it didn't happen. Um, because they've also been building up to the whole metahumans being angry at Superman thing. And uh, yeah, so I, I guess I wasn't too disappointed or surprised because I didn't really think they were going to do it. Uh, Cause that's just not Jeff John's style is just for it to come down to a big fist fight. Now, if it was someone like Scott Snyder writing it, yeah, it would, you know? And, uh, but at the same time, I don't know. Cause like, so much of what Dr. Manhattan is, isn't like, you know, he's so transcendent above mm-hmm. everyone else. That yeah. Like, that's, violence isn't a big thing for him. That's true. And if they were to, to engage in a fight, it would just drag on and on and on with the two, you know, uber powered individuals fighting. So that's, that's a one way to, to keep the story moving and address, you know, as this being the last issue, um, you know, able to, to tie up all these points instead of, you know, five, six pages of these two just slugging it out. Right, exactly. And um it's actually the the fight between the metahumans is pretty cool. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, you get some cool art from that. And uh I do like this uh again talk about panels within panels. Everything's on a nine panel grid as in Watchman custom. Mm-hmm. Even when there's just one panel at the bottom, it's still split into three parts like a nine panel would be. So yeah. I like that on this page. Um, and then we get uh, some newscasters delivering, a, delivering exposition about all the other metahumans wanting to get in on the fight. And that's a cross cut between Superman kicking butt and getting his butt kicked. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we see from there, we actually cut to, sorry, I jumped ahead on my slides a little bit there. No, that's okay. uh, that cuts ahead a little farther, but we actually cut here first yeah. where we see uh the new Rorschach um, being beaten up by a uh, soldier of Make America Great Again. Yeah, I, I, I saw that red hat and I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I know what that red hat is uh, is, is symbolizing there. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, so he gets, uh, he gets attacked for no reason, basically just by standing outside the, the uh, you know, the guy's store. But then um, Alfred comes in to deliver some justice. And yeah. he takes the guy down with one move, which is pretty awesome. 
And uh, that's this page right here, which is a great page. I really liked uh, the the relationship between Rorschach and and Alfred and in this issue particularly. And then of course, that's one of the things that I've remembered best from the other issues is how good their relationship is mm-hmm. and how much uh, Alfred understands angry young men who want to avenge their parents. Definitely. So it makes sense that he would latch on to this kid and want to help him. And I really like that. And it made sense. And it's, yeah, it builds sympathy for the character. And uh, then we uh, cut ahead. We do a lot of more cross cutting between Alfred and Dr. Manhattan and Superman. But then we get this, the first of a couple of big splash pages. And uh, I love this splash page. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's it's uh it's very detailed. Lots of great uh lots of great characters there. Yeah, lots of great moments in one big moment, and uh, it's also the uh, Nautilus design, like we've talked about before, where it's you know it it swirls around, comes back into the center with the uh, Capitol building. Um, I really like this page, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Then, um, then we cut ahead and uh, Batman. Sh- uh, so first, I guess we have to. Uh, we see uh, Ozymandias has got Johnny Thunder in the, you know, in prison mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Star Girl's ring. Right, that's what it is. Yeah, th- these are sort of some of the uh, the elements that uh, Manhattan uh, changed a little bit. Uh, right. I guess. So we're just sort of recapping like the little nudges and the little uh, things that Manhattan has done to sort of change sort of the, the history of the DCU. Yep. And Ozymandias has them all in one place just to, cause he figured it out pretty fast. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this also cuts in and you see Lois reacting to the metahuman battle with Superman. Yeah. And she's still with Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but then Batman enters in in a very cool Batman way, where he comes from the sky with like light behind him. It's uh, it's very cool. But I liked, uh, yeah, I like the you know, there's very uh, nihil like pessimistic uh, dialogue over that first page with Ozymandias and Superman fighting, mm-hmm. and then um, the Rorschach character basically says, you know, why not let this ugly world destroy itself? before we're dragged down into the darkness with it. And then Batman comes down, like, you know, kind of descends upon the side, like, you know, descends upon them, you know, basically being, you know, he's not, you know, he's not being dragged down. He's coming down on purpose, you know, that kind of thing into the ugly world. I don't know if I'm waxing too philosophical, but it's, it's kind of interesting. You know? No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it is, it, and you know, the, the illusion or not, not the illusion, but the, the, the reference that uh, the Rorschach character makes to uh, down into the darkness. And then we, and then we have the dark night sort of coming down at them. There's, there's a yeah. little bit of, little bit of that there. So that I, 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 I like that aspect of it. Yeah. I like that too. And um, now I'll go back and talk about this page right here, uh, which again, one of the things that Manhattan is repeating throughout this issue is the Superman holding the car above his head in reference to the 19, his first appearance in 1938 mm-hmm. with him holding the car over his head and about to smash it. 
And um, right here, Manhattan sort of watching emotionless. And then they, they hold on this moment where a car is being thrown at a dumpster and there's these two people hiding behind it and Superman catches it almost in the exact same pose as he does, like, you know, as he, like, you know, is about to throw the car in his first appearance in 1938. Yeah. Which is an important moment for Manhattan to realize that, like, you know, Superman's always a protector more than he is a, you know, someone who's really violent. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get, uh, Manhattan gets a flash to uh, his, his world of 1985 when the uh, giant squid came and killed everyone and was, uh, but also united everyone as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, Lex Luthor tells Lois that he wants her to go tell the story of Dr. Manhattan, how Manhattan's been, you know, playing with timelines and messing everything up. And then we get, uh, we get uh, the comedian, the marionette and the mime, driving around the city on a while leading the police on a wild goose chase more arguing between you know batman and alfred trying to convince rorschach to join in mm -hmm. and then um superman takes a break to talk with manhattan and uh manhattan says that he sees nothing but darkness um when he looks at the future of what's going to happen whether superman kills him or Manhattan kills everything. And uh, in order to provoke Superman, he tells him that basically in this world, he's, or, you know, in, in several worlds, he's, he's manipulated things so that he's never, that Superman will never know his certain friends. And, uh, you know, they'll like, you know, he's behind the loss of his mentors that he'll never know and the friends he he's forgotten. And then he says, more specifically, I'm responsible for the deaths of your parents just to get a rise out of Superman to see yep. what he will do. Yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we see a uh, reaction shot from, from Supes after, after that's delivered. Manhattan talks a little bit longer. Um, and then we go to this, which is that uh, the three panels of uh, yeah. Superman charging, Manhattan sort of calm, waiting for it. Um, the, the blow is about to be about to be struck in the the third uh, and final panel and, and then the page review. turn. Yep, page turn. Yep. And we get I guess I forgot to Yep, I did. Sorry. I was trying to censor out yeah, you know, the, the blue dong. Yeah. I, I, I missed a, I missed one. Whoops. That's a, that's okay. Okay. But we do get this, and uh, yeah, but instead of of hurting Manhattan, he saves Manhattan from the guy that's coming up from behind him. Yep. And then uh, Rorschach has a moment of realizing, oh, yeah, there's good in this world. I can be good, too. And, uh, you know, what's interesting about this right here is that it breaks the nine-panel grid, you know? all of a sudden there starts to be more panels up top and on the bottom, it, it switches formats all of a sudden mm -hmm. show that something new is being created. Yeah. And, um, then, you know, all at once Manhattan's witnessing everything. And then he realizes he has to end everything because Superman didn't kill him. And, uh, we get this moment. He says, everything ends and everything goes to black. 
in a cool sequence. So what is interesting there is the everything ends because at the end of Watchmen, Manhattan tells Ozymandias that nothing really ends. Nothing really ends, yeah. So, so here he's, he's saying quite the opposite. Yeah, there's character growth from point A to point B. Um, yeah, and then also you get the greatest, uh, easiest payday for Gary Frank, where you have a double a, a splash page that's all black and then a nine-panel grid with all black. So uh, I want to drop a little bit of uh, a little bit of news for you here. Uh, okay. So since these books were so delayed, uh, I actually drew these two pages. No way! I, I, I helped out here on on Watchmen to uh, to get Gary Frank ahead, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to give you my my services as an artist." And I'll, I'll Gary, I'll take care of these two pages. Can you sign my issue? Can you if, sign it on the black page that you did it on? If if you'd like, I have I have I have both the I have I have the thumbnails, I have the oh. pencils, and I have I have the inks. If you if you if you'd like, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a process junkie. I, I if have you haven't that. sold those pages yet. I'd like to buy them from you to add to my port my uh, my OA part portfolio. Well, I uh, I actually did take a long time thumbnailing this out because I, I okay. wanted to make sure that might be more everything. valuable. Yeah. So, but uh, no, we like we 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 have a. Uh, a black page and a nine panel black uh, blacked out page. Yeah, uh, your work shows, I can't believe I didn't recognize it from right on. All right, but we'll, we'll move on. But we, we see uh, Krypton exploding, mm -hmm. sort of in a, in a Big Bang format where we, uh, then we see uh, Superman's ship. And I, and I like this page a lot where you see Superman landing in different times. Yes. And uh, getting a little meta here, Jeff Johns loves Superman, right? Yeah. And uh, as you've told me, but right here, it's just basically adding to this, you know, the next several pages are talking about how great Superman is and how he'll be, he'll be around forever for good reason, because he's the best. Yeah. And we're going to, we're, uh, as we continue here towards the end, we'll, we'll, we'll see a little bit more of uh, how special Superman is and how probably how special Superman is to the to the writer here Jeff Johns yeah he definitely loves Superman enough to crap on Watchmen <laughs> sorry but okay sorry um and uh but we get uh I, I, I we get some cool images right there by the issue there, there's some great stuff but then we also see Johnny Thunder being uh whisked away um from Ozymandias's prison yes uh, we see Stargirl's ring disappearing we see the, the lantern disappearing and we see Johnny Thunder disappearing. Um, basically because at this point, Manhattan's just said that he has, you know, moved the lantern back in front of, uh, uh, in front of uh, Alan Scott. Correct. And that sort of rippled throughout the galaxy where, you know, now the Legion of Superheroes will have been formed because super Superman was Superboy at one point. And that means Johnny Thunder was a superhero then and because the Justice Society existed. So Superman's getting beaten down by all the, 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 the Russian metahumans, but also uh, Black Adam and his cohort. Mm -hmm. And he looks up and we get our next double page spread with the Legion and the Justice Society all coming together to come at you. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty cool page again, very, uh, you know, very iconic moment in comics, I'm sure, from here on out. So some cool stuff, 
cool composition, a lot of great moments, again, amongst a lot of different things. Uh, Gary Frank draws each of the characters very well. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then we get a, the final battle. Basically, the Justice Society and the Legion help defeat Black Adam and everyone, and you get to see Johnny Thunder in his glory take down Black Adam in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then we get into so then we get into Manhattan explaining everything, talking about how great Superman is, how he'll be great for the end of the until the end of time. He talks about all the crises. He talks about New Fifty Two. He talks about a lot of stuff. And he talks about how Superman's origin will be replayed in till the end of time, basically, in different versions. Um, I was getting a lot of cool reminiscence to uh, Multiversity mm-hmm. right here. Um, which is Grant Morrison's work on the multiverse stuff. Yes. So this is very Grant Morrison-y-ish um, going forward. Yeah, it's a little bit of that, and it's a little bit of sort of DC Universe uh, at large, uh, sort of all combined here um, yeah. in, this, in this one page. Yeah, and um, yeah, so basically... I'm, I need to reread it again to figure out what everyone's plans were. Like, what did Ozymandias really have to do with everything? Even, unless you can explain it, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I think um, the, uh, the, on this page, we're sort of where we start seeing Manhattan reset a, a lot of stuff. Uh, we, have two, we have two very small panels. Um, at the, at the bottom of the page, and this is page 33, where it says, after the flashpoint, after the rebirth, Earth-52 is out there. I look beyond that now. now. So yeah. that's like, that's that's taking on, you know, uh, two of like the, the, the more recent um, reboots. And I hear, when I was reading this, I'm like, what is going on? Is, is, uh, am, am I about to, to witness a, a, another reboot of the, yeah. of the DC universe? Because he talks about in the year 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 at this point, my head was spinning, and I was, I was really confused. And I knew I only had a few more pages to go. And I was wondering, I was wondering what I was going to get. I mean, it's about time for them to reboot anyways. What is it now? It's like, because... New 52 only lasted, I guess New 52 lasted like. It was about five years. I five think. years. So yeah. I guess, I guess it'll be four years in May. And, and so Manhattan created the new 52 universe sort of messing around in one of the, the before Watchmen issues um, is what, what we are to, to believe now that in the post flash birth uh, flashpoint rebirth, uh, world so that again was leading to my confusion and making me think am i am i about to get a a reboot because the the individual who was responsible for uh the new 52 um was was messing around with with elements of of time here uh as manhattan is wont to do uh so then again i was like what's what's going to happen here in these these last few pages am i Am I going to find out that uh, a whole bunch of issue ones are going to be solicited from, from DC Comics? Which uh, there are going to be some new one, number ones off of this because uh, I think Jeff Johns is going to write. Well, I mean, he's doing three Jokers, but he's also going to do, I think he's doing Stargirl as well. 
yeah coming up so there is a new number one coming and it's going to be Stargirl by Jeff Johns. So he basically did Doomsday Clock just so he could write Stargirl back in. So he has something weird for Stargirl. That's what the, that's what the headline will be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get that. We get a bunch of explanations about how great Superman is and that he'll be great across the time. And, uh, but then Watchmen starts zapping up all the other... Sorry, not Watchmen. Manhattan starts zapping up all the Watchmen characters. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, but before that, it seems like we're also getting uh, Johns is sort of hinting, maybe laying out some of the the stuff that we're gonna we're gonna see from DC Comics uh, coming up in the in the future. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, that's the weird thing. It's like twenty twenty six. All... That's what also reminded me of Grant Morrison, right there. You know. Yeah, I guess maybe all this stuff could go away because, uh, you know, even after this, Manhattan is still resetting and and, and pulling, still pulling pieces out of of this this universe. So maybe all that stuff does not come to come to be. Might also be him being like, uh, you know, he wasn't planning on doing Doomsday Clock as close to Rebirth as he did. And uh, maybe he's giving himself more time to work on event books. So he's like, in 2026, the timeline is restored, DC editorial. And then uh, in 2030, you know, we'll, you know, then we'll have the secret crisis beginning. So give me some gosh darn time to work on this stuff, okay? Like, that's all I take it as, you know. Um, yeah, but. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's just sort of, you know, a possible trajectory until the new, new 52. Yeah. Um, but we do get, uh, is this where they talk about, no, they didn't talk about it. Um, but yeah, Ozymandias gets found out for doing something that I don't understand. Well, that's, that's, that's Watchmen. Ozymandias gets found out for doing doing stuff that's uh evil uh manipulative and and secretive so uh that's that's sort of that's what what oz does yeah i guess and you know i think it's nice thing about watchmen is is that it's a at the end of the day it's a pretty simple story with heavy content to it you know Mm -hmm. um this is not a simple story and it's got heavy content as well so i need to read the trade of this to actually understand what the plan was all along yeah so with this uh, yeah no go ahead please no you go ahead i was just gonna move along with the review yeah so uh i i i'm moving us along too uh we get a little bit of uh the the slide that you have up here is uh the 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 actor character we saw in um i think that was issue nine um where they were sort of going through through the dc universe um so this ties up a little bit of that uh, that storyline there. Yeah, but before that, um, we get the proof that, again, I don't understand why a comedian had to be there. I don't feel like he did anything. So, like, oh, yeah. So, uh, I, I, so, one of my confusing points early on reading this was how was the comedian here? Because right. the comedian died, so this just seems like a vehicle to get 
the comedian in front of Manhattan so that Manhattan can put him back where he needs to be to fall out of the building, which we get on the page 37 at the, at the bottom. So that, that just seemed to me like uh, a way to reset um, the comedian because like when he showed up, I, I was confused how, how he could be here. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, the original Rorschach is not here because Rorschach is dead, but like, the comedian was dead. How is the comedian here? And this is just seems like a vehicle to, to put him back where he was. A lot of this is, and actually probably this boils down to a lot of this was, we had a lot of pieces over here. We brought them, we brought them over. We played with them for a little bit and then we put them back. Yeah. Like they didn't know what they were doing with them when they brought them in. Like there was no trajectory for this. Yeah. I mean, he was brought into one of those issues. It's just sort of like a, oh wow, what you know, page turn. That's that's crazy. What is what is he doing here? Um, yeah, maybe like I said, I need to read the trade, and then it'll all make sense. I don't know. Yeah, but he does get to shoot Ozymandias, but not kill Ozymandias. So that was another thing where I'm like, okay, why did he shoot? Right, move on. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that's a that's a nice. Uh, that's a nice uh, bonus for him before he goes back through through the glass window. Yeah, um, and then, um, then you have Rorschach evolving into something new where he saves Ozymandias with the mask, which was cool. Yeah. And Luther, Luther is here. Um, no, what is Lu- Luther? No, does Luther put? Oh yeah. He shoots, he shoots, uh, he shoots um how did he get there so luther shoots comedian the comedian but then manhattan sort Puts of him back. grabs him and, and throws him back into his own continuity um but okay. how did luther <laughs> know to be uh, how did luther know to be at the washington monument luther was in the in that sort of he was telling lois to to write the story right. in that sort of underground bunker warehouse and now he's here. So now okay. he's here. <laughs> Don't know how. Hey, he's a he's a genius. I, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Idiots. Don't ask any questions. All so, right. Yeah. All right. So he must just have a great premonition, and then also can move really fast. Okay. All right. Case closed. I um, did like Luther and Ozymandias being sort of in the same place because yeah. they're they're very much alike. Yes. Um, so that was cool to have interaction between those two. Yeah, and I like that. I remember liking that in early issues when they were around each other. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, but now to the next page that I have on the slides where uh, Dr. Manhattan says I'm taking everybody back but the mime and the marionette. Yes. Because I'm going to steal your son later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, we're going to be, we're going to get even more confused here in these last couple yeah. of pages. So... Um, Go ahead, he, please. Yeah, but he saves the guy, the actor's life. That's what he yeah. does. He goes back and he changes that timeline so that the guy doesn't get murdered. Yes. And um, then he becomes a gay rights activist. Yes. Which was cool. Yes. And then, um, but then everything gets reset for Superman. His parents didn't die. And uh, Lex Luthor is a genius. And Batman keeps the journal. 
and then Manhattan goes back to his world to save it. And, uh, um, but while like, you know, while he's like, there's some cool panels on that first page, you know, there's the first big one where you see the world in ruins, but then you see in, in, uh, Manhattan's footsteps, which is really cool because it's something that's been, they've been repeating throughout the series is his footsteps. And in his footsteps, there's life being grown there. So he's, he's saving the world in that moment. Yeah. Um, but then he jumps back to the DC universe just to steal the marionette and the mime's baby. Before we, so, okay. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, my, my confusion continues to grow. Uh, so now in the main DC universe, Ma and Paul Kent are alive. Yes. That was part of the new 52 was that, uh, they died in a car accident caused by Manhattan. Okay. Uh, so this, yeah. Cause the justice society was never formed because Alan Scott never picked up the green lantern. So that means Superman would never have been inspired as a young boy to become Superboy okay. in order to save his parents. All right, I'm less. I'm why there wouldn't have been a legion. Okay, and I'm less confused because a lot of this is John's getting rid of New Fifty Two. Yeah, it's just his uh, purge of New Fifty Two at this point. All right. But so we, yeah. So, uh, baby stealing Manhattan. Baby stealing Manhattan because in 1984, Marionette and Mime are robbing a bank from Rockefeller. He goes in, he realizes that, you know, they're pregnant with their daughter who, uh, who they put up for adoption. And then, um, uh, Lori and, uh, Dan adopt from the Watchmen universe. They adopted. So Night Owl and Silk Spectre 2 adopt their, their baby. Yes. But then they get pregnant with the son and, uh, he's like, oh no, I need you guys to have this, the child here. And then um, he's like, oh, I blame my blurred vision on recent experiments involving dialectical unity principle and give it a little more thought. I now realize that the blind spot in the details of this child's future is me. So in other words, I was giving these people a gift of life again, a second chance to have a son, but nope, I'm going back to steal it. So like, yeah, all right, whatever. Um, then you get the final page where uh, Manhattan's raising the kid as his own. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he dies because he gives his, he gives all of his life to the earth. Okay. Yes. I see yes. that. Then he gives the power to the little boy and he basically gives the little boy to Dan and Lori because they had a, they had already stolen one child from Mime and Marionette, Marionette, but it wasn't enough for Manhattan. He had to help them steal another child from them. But the twist is that this kid has Manhattan powers, and he's named Clark. Yes, so Superman's the best. Yes, so that is how that ends. That is that is how Doomsday Clock Twelve ends. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I guess we will see more of this in the in the future. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh one thing I'll say it's really smart of them to have released and I'm wondering I'm guessing they did this on purpose. They released the ish, last issue the same week that the last episode of the HBO series came out. Definitely, yeah. 
and uh, that's smart. Uh, and but I don't know how well it'll work because I don't think anyone's reading at this point except you and me. So, um, <laughs> but uh, we'll find out. I don't think this is going to be like a, a legacy graphic novel where people are going to cite it as like one of the greatest moments. I think people are going to cite it as this is a cash grab and a reason for a writer to complain about a series that he didn't want any part of. Um, but again, I need to read it as a trade, read it in the whole, and maybe I'll think of it better then. Yeah, uh, it was it was certainly difficult. It was, uh, as we talked about earlier, it was grabbing a lot of pieces from lots of different things, having them interact, putting them back for a bit, Going back and changing everything you didn't like, and when I say you, I'm uh, I'm speaking uh, for for Jeff Johns, which I, I probably shouldn't shouldn't do, but it's hey, I didn't like New Fifty Two. You got rid of Justice Society of America, which was which was my book, so I'm bringing them back. I didn't like the way you treated Superman in New Fifty Two, so that's gone. Um, and for some strange reason, at the end, we have a little kid for lack of a better term who is both superman and manhattan put together or super so uh very strange yeah i didn't feel like i read a graphic novel you know at the end of this like uh yeah it just felt like uh a jumping off point so this is very far removed from Watchmen, so it didn't offend me in any way. Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it as its own thing from the start where I was like, this isn't a Watchmen sequel. Um, and uh, I don't think it's supposed to be. It's just, a, you know, I think it is, like you said, for, you know, Jeff Johns, it's just a, a clever way to retcon things, but he could have done it better. He could have left Watchmen alone. That's all I have to say. Yeah. All right. So um, this has been a bit of a uh, a mammoth episode. So I think we're yeah. gonna we're gonna bring it to a close. Um, I'd like to thank everybody, and if anybody's still with us after all the <laughs> confusion after uh, the, this last issue of Doomsday Clock, they're probably even more confused now. Good so, for you. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if you want to give us a follow, uh, we are on Twitter at Construct Compod. We are on Instagram at Constructing Comics Pod, and we are on Facebook, Constructing Comics, YouTube, Constructing Comics. And after listening to this great breakdown of uh, Doomsday Day Clock 12, if you want to go give us five stars on any uh, podcast review, we'd, we'd really appreciate it. So, yeah, mention um, this episode. Yes, they say these guys really made me understand Doomsday Clock 12. Uh -huh. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back with a with another episode, and hopefully, it'll be an episode of a a comic that we understand a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit more. So, uh, thank you, and we'll be back very soon.